You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Peter took the lead. You judge them whether it's right for us to obey you or obey God. And then they had them beaten, flogged. You know what it says after they flogged flogged them? It says the apostles left the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court, rejoicing that they had been counted worthy to suffer for the name. That's a different Peter. That's a Peter with his life on the altar saying, okay, I'm not going to be wishy-washy anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be willing to suffer. The Peter that suffered and died by crucifixion for the sake of his Savior was a changed man from the naive and weak man who denied knowing Jesus the night he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. As Pastor Danny explains in today's message, when he realized his failure, Peter resolved that he would not deny Christ again, even if it meant persecution or death. Ultimately, he was tested to that degree, and he counted it an honor to give his life in the name of Jesus. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 3 with today's edition of The Living Word. But we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Did you hear how practical that is? Did you hear that? In other words, if I persevere, say no, am willing to suffer, I grow in character. I mature. And because I mature, I realize I really can, if I follow Jesus, live in victory in this cursed world. I really can. Peter learned this. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. And as you're finding it, listen carefully. In my devotional reading yesterday morning in the New Testament, I was in Matthew's Gospel chapter 26, and Jesus has told his disciples Uh, They will all fall away, and they all say, no, we won't. Peter says, Lord, they might, but I never will. I'll die with you. And then Jesus says to Peter, Peter, this very night, before the cock crows, you'll three times, three times you'll deny that you even know me. And Peter again said emphatically, never happen, Lord. I will die with you. And, of course, we know uh, Jesus arrested. They all scatter. Jesus standing before the Supreme Court. Peter's looking from a distance, warming himself at the fire. Somebody sees him and says, hey, you're one of his disciples. He said, not me. You've got the wrong guy. A little while later, another servant girl sees him and said, ah, you're one of them. I can tell by the way you talk, your accent. You're one of his followers. Not me. And he curses. Third time, he begins calling down curses upon himself. I mean, he's got the the mouth of a sailor now, (laughs) trying to prove he's not a follower of Jesus Christ. And then the cock crows. One gospel writer tells us when the cock crows, Jesus turned and looked, and eyeball to eyeball, Peter looked at his Savior. You know what it says after that? He went out and he wept bitterly, tears of repentance. He realized how he had failed. After just hours before saying, no, even if all these guys fail, I never will. I'll die with you, and he failed. Thank God for grace and mercy. And that's what Jesus showed him there after the resurrection on that beach. And remember, Jesus said, hey, Peter, when you were young, you dressed where you, where you want to dress. You went where you wanted to go, Peter, when you're old. 
They're going to lead you where you don't want to go and dress you in a way you don't want to be dressed. Told him how he's going to die. He's going to be crucified like his Lord. And then Jesus said, follow me, follow me. Peter learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. And he writes about it right here. He became a different man. First Peter chapter 4, listen to what Peter says. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. Wow. What's he talking about? He's not talking about sinless perfection. He's talking about maturity. He's talking about once you, once you put your body on the altar and once you start, stop playing around this Christianity stuff and once you get serious about it, that's when you'll begin to live in victory. That's when you'll begin to have victory. You won't be up and down and failing and saying, I'll never do it again. You go do it again. And you're back at church, but you're not really mature and you're not going to be mature because you haven't really laid your life on the line. You haven't really put your body on the altar. It's God, you take my hands, you take my feet, you take my mouth, you take my life. Peter learned. And he says... He who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. That's the focus of your life now. For you've spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, loose living, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, detestable idolatry. They think it's strange you don't plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation. You don't hang out, they don't hang, you don't hang out with them anymore. And they heap abuse on you, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. You, you got serious about it. You stopped just playing church and playing Christianity, and you put your life on the line. And that's what Jesus said. You want to be my disciple? Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Suffering is the only path to maturity. Galatians chapter 5, and listen to what it says. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. It's a life of self-denial. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I beat my body, I make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself would not become a castaway. It was a daily thing. He said, I die daily, daily. The Christian life is a life of discipline, self-control, and as you mature in that, you live in victory. Now, look, for some of us, it's sexual sin. For some of us, it's a hostess Twinkie. And I don't know what area it is, but listen, listen, listen. The Christian life, we ought to be examples to the world. And if you can't say no to the hostess Twinkie, how are you going to say no to the hostess? You can't say no to the hostess Twinkie. How in the world are you going to look away from the low blouse and the short skirt? Come on. It's a life of self-discipline. Learning to control your body in a way that's holy and honorable. Now, I'm going to say one more, and then we're going to move on. Look, look, listen. People who are not willing to suffer remain immature. And people who remain immature end up in bondage. In bondage. That's why you're never living in victory. That's why you're giving in to the sexual sin again. That's why you're giving in to the hostess Twinkie again. That's why you're not living in victory, because you're not willing to suffer. Jesus said in John 8, 34, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Peter said in 2 Peter 2, 19, a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. A lot of verses I could give you. Let me give you one more. 
1 Corinthians 6, 12, in, in your Bible, it probably has quotations where Paul says, everything is permissible for me. Quotations. Why is it in quotations? Because he's quoting something that the Corinthians were saying. If you know anything about the Corinthian church, they were full of self. They were carnal. They were immature. And they were saying, well, everything's permissible for me. That's the equivalent of what I said in the introduction. I know God will forgive me. We live by grace, right? It's grace. And so I know it's wrong, but he'll forgive me. They said, everything's permissible for me because I'm under grace. But then Paul adds, but I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. Suffering, self-denial, taking up a daily cross. Peter came to the point, he finally said, you know what? I don't care. I will die. I will die. I'll say no to myself. And you find Peter standing before that same Supreme Court in Acts chapter 5. And he's leading the other apostles now. It says, Peter and the apostles said to them when they said, don't you teach anymore in this name. And they said, Peter and them, Peter took the lead. You judge them whether it's right for us to obey you or obey God. And then they had them beaten, flogged. You know what it says after they flogged, after they flogged them? It says the apostles left the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court, rejoicing that they had been counted worthy to suffer for the name. That's a different Peter. That's a Peter with his life on the altar saying, okay, I'm not going to be wishy-washy anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be willing to suffer. And that's the example he left us. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. He blazed the trail. Second thing in his example, here's the example he left us. He had his head in the clouds. That's where he came from. He came from glory. And so he knows what glory's like. And because he knows what glory's like, he said to the Father just before the cross, Father, restore me now with the glory I had with you before the world began. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He's blazed the trail. He knew it was worth it. He knew it was worth it. Everything he said no to in this world, everything he said no to in the temptation there in the wilderness, everything, he knew it was worth it because he knew he was going home where he came from. And folks, that's where our home is. It's not here. It's not here. Don't love the world or anything in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. It doesn't last. It's a lie. It's a lie. It doesn't last. It's a fleeting, fleeting, lying glory. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and jump into the conversations there you'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. 
Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services, so if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews, and be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.